Welcome to episode two of the Family Travel Australia podcast, where Paul and Katie from the Feel Good Family join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places, and cultures. Thanks for joining us here on our newly created podcast. Woohoo! I know, it's pretty exciting, isn't it? It's super exciting. It's also it's also surreal to mm. think that we are... Sitting in a caravan? Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a, a, a whole lot has happened since the first moment we dreamed up this crazy idea. So, yeah. yeah, it is super surreal. It's a good place to start, I think. We might take you back, it'll be almost two years now. 18 months, two years, to when we first had this uh, crazy idea. How'd that happen? Well, it was when we were coming home from, we were on a road trip actually, Mm. coming home from Port Macquarie. We'd been down there. I had some work down there and and you luckily had managed to take some time off so we could go down as a family. And we were on our way back in the car just talking about life, and dreams and goals Mm. and I think I said to you as I have done in the past a number of times if you could do anything what is it what would you want to do yeah and you weren't um, having money as a restriction or a consideration and at that point it was very clear was I want to do this being able to spend time like this together, traveling together in Australia, seeing new places, new experiences together, I just thought, well, that that would be the most incredible thing to be able to actually have some dedicated time as a family to do that. I think what probably weighed heavily on our decisions to do that too was the fact that we had Jasper at that stage. Mm-hmm. Jasper was uh, just over one, I think, when yeah. we did that road trip. And he's trip, just turned three. Which is so hard to believe. <laughs> um, but taking into consideration, uh, I guess, our journey to have Jasper and then becoming mm. a family, we really that really weighed heavily on our decision to want to spend more time together as a family. Yeah, absolutely. We as a quick version of this story, had spent uh, four years trying to conceive Jasper before we had our first pregnancy, which uh, took in a lot of help from a lot of doctors and about six rounds of IVF to have our little miracle. And we, you know, we still count our blessings that we're one of the, that lucky statistic couple that couldn't get any answers to why we weren't falling uh, pregnant, but then to have that little baby in our arms wow well I think what it does too and I'm sure every parent whether you've had a an easy or a more difficult journey to parenthood and having children can attest to the fact that having children and creating a family and watching them grow up so quickly Mm. it really it puts into perspective what is important in life and I think for us, it was to squeeze the juice out of every moment yes, together that right. we could and share those experiences together. And we were having a conversation, like what you said, with no, you know, financial um, yeah, restrictions. restrictions. Was... So we were pie in the sky, blue yeah. sky dreaming. But to think that we we set that goal in motion that day and then have spent the last 
two years, two years, yeah, working yeah. towards it. That's pretty amazing. It is amazing. It, it's goosebump kind of stuff, and um, it just triggered for me a, a memory of something that my mum had said to me when I was younger, and it was to never leave the scene of a, an idea without taking a step towards its attainment. And we did. That's what we did. We went straight home, or when we we got home, we started to seek out other families that were doing what we just dreamt about. Um, and to backtrack a little bit, Kate straight away said, "Great, let's do it." And I said, "How? How are we? Gonna, how are we going to do that? You know, how are we? We're, we're in debt. We're still paying off IVF and all those other, uh, you know, bills and costs and." and work and how are we going to do this but you know in true form to probably probably another fortunate part of our relationship is is having the support of each other so we backed each other we went home we started to seek out other families that were doing this um, not only in Australia but also in other parts of the world and I think that's a, a good time to talk about you know we have a general philosophy and we always have and I think it's something that probably has been ingrained in both of us and now together in our relationship. But it's that you don't have to see the whole staircase. You you don't have to have the entire plan and bigger picture worked out. Just take that first step. Mm. And, I mean, I think that's what we've done in every situation in our life. So for me it was just it was a no-brainer. Okay, if that's what we want to do, then Let's just do it and we'll figure out all of that stuff, all of the technical, all of the practicality stuff when we need to and as it happens. But let's just put that dream in motion. Let's send it out to the universe and say this is what we want to do and start taking some some steps. And they were simple steps at the start. Like what you say, they were, you know, we, we seriously, we went home and sat on the couch and looked up YouTube and found families to watch and that yeah. was what we did for quite a few months and and that may not have been huge action steps but that just that solidified that fire in us that, oh, that it, it added that, fuel to it, it didn't it did it, it absolutely. absolutely kept that burning and it made us feel more comfortable with this crazy decision that we we dreamed up and you know if there's other families out there doing it then surely we can yeah, do, if it they too. Can do it totally mm. so that was a really great momentum for us because watching those other families and being inspired by them and thinking, you know what, we can do that, it's kind of cool to think that now we are potentially paying that forward a bit and we could possibly oh, be it, helping other people fantastic. make that decision as well. Yeah. But it did give us the confidence that we could do it and I think having that, having that confidence and watching those other families really made then the action steps, the things that we had to do, the decisions mm. that we had to make so much easier. That's right. And it also kept that fire burning. It actually in increased our desire to want to actually make this a reality. And so then our conversations changed, uh, conversation particularly <laughs> before we went to bed which is you know another another fundamental that we've taken on in this process is is making sure that last five minutes before we went to sleep was talking through again okay what what do we need to do to make this a reality we also were well 
again taking another step back we decided to in effect reverse engineer the the goal so we originally given ourselves a goal of uh, towards the end of 2020 next year because we're in September 2019 at the moment uh, so we actually ended up moving our goalposts by, yeah, yeah. by almost a year but we reverse engineered it we knew what we had to do uh, financially the number one thing there was stop spending <laughs> yeah well I guess what you're trying to say is we knew what the end goal was we knew we wanted to spend two years traveling Australia in a caravan and so from that we had to work backwards to figure out what it was that we needed to get us there and possibly that's a bit of our event and production background coming into play here but we looked at it as we would run an event you know what is the end goal and then what are the steps that we need to take to achieve it yeah um pulling the goalposts forwards though I have to say I'm not 100% sure when we made that decision Mm. in that process but something happened for both of us and we just thought why are we waiting waiting? yeah we we you know yes we're going to squeeze ourselves a little bit tighter and we're going to put a little bit more pressure on ourselves to get everything in place so that we can do this. But why are we waiting 12 months more than we have to? Let's just do it now. And another part of that trigger, I think, was the realisation for us both that Jasper was turning three this year, which would mean that if we left it to the end of the following year, then he was very close to having to go into school. Uh, and so, look, there's there are hundreds if not thousands of families out there homeschooling their mm, children amazing. While, while doing this. And it's certainly something that we will consider if and when, you know, that time mm-hmm. comes and we're still travelling. But I guess what you're trying to say is we – we thought let's just do it now, so we don't. That's not even something not else an, that we not have another to think hoop, about. Or, yeah, not another yeah. hurdle we have to consider jumping. Uh, so that was a, a big factor in it, and then also just let's let's do this now before another work opportunity comes in or another project. Or another deterrent day for us. <laughs> another deterrent or another excuse. Uh, you know, let's just do it. So, so yeah, so who, here we are. And um, another great thing that we I do want to mention that we did was change uh, a number of our habits. And in particular, one was getting up early. That was a big part of this was mm-hmm. that we knew that our most productive time uh, due to my workload and the hours I was working uh, and then Jasper in daycare and your, your own um, business as well, Kate, was mm-hmm. that we knew that that early morning, you know, 5 a.m. to look to about 6.30 each morning was our absolute golden, golden window, wasn't it? Definitely. Uh, and so that's when we started looking at our plans. That's when we got the whiteboard out. We stuck it in front of the TV. Um, it became our new, um, you know, visual point of reference was was where the TV was, but it was a whiteboard. And, uh, yeah, and that's how we, we really commenced. So on that whiteboard went uh, some pretty basic points to start with, I think, which were obviously vehicles. We, we didn't have a four-wheel drive. Um, in fact, we'd never driven one. So that <laughs> uh, Caravan. Um, we, we had certainly never owned a caravan. We'd never towed a caravan. So we put up there a towing course or at least learning 
a little bit more about that. Uh, one of the biggest ones for us was the financial part of it as well. Mm. We knew we definitely had to save money. We wanted to make sure that... And stop spending. Well, <laughs> right, exactly. Mm. And that's isn't that the best way to save money, stop mm. spending? <laughs> but we knew we had a financial figure in mind that we wanted to have saved before we set off. We wanted to have enough money to know that we could do this for the two years that we were planning and also have, I guess, a, a contingency to make sure that if something did come up or happen, we were safe and secure. Mm -hmm. We stopped spending. That's exactly right. We coined the term conscious consumers, and this is something that I love and have become extremely passionate about for a number of reasons. Um, I think we've always been because aware. of our, our line of work mm -hmm. and what we're passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. Aware of our impacts as humans on the planet and also on each other and financially. And I think that term, that conscious consumer term really rang home for me in this process. You know, we, we hear the term consumers all the time. Um, in reference to retail spend and whatnot, but when you really think about the term consumer, it's 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 quite negative. It ha you know it brings up all of these n negative um, thoughts for me of what we're doing as a as a race to the planet as well. You know, there's there's so much stuff and there's so much stuff going into landfill, and so that was a definite decision that we made. We need to save money. So the quickest way for us to save money is to stop spending. But also, too, we are about to downsize dramatically <laughs> into a 22-foot living space. So we don't need all of this stuff. So that was actually really quite easy. Once we'd made that decision, it was very easy not to purchase. And it was very easy in those moments of temptation if one of us saw something and thought, oh, wouldn't that be fantastic to get, to really take a minute and stop and think, well, hang on a second, A, do we really need it? What is its purpose? Can we take it in the caravan with us? And is it is it just making us feel happy in, for in now? The moment. Or exactly. And also the the question, which is another, I guess, almost like a mantra that we've added to our philosophy on, on life in general is, does this add value? Mm. And, and that can be value to your own environment. Does it add value to the environment outside of you? Does it add value in any sense of the word that value brings? Mm. And so that helped make decisions become very easy. Oh, so much easier. And once we were looking through, I guess, that, that conscious consumer lens it really did. It really stopped us spending. We we noticed how quickly we were able to save so much more money. And then I guess the next step from that was really deciding what we currently had and what was important to us. What were those special items that we we absolutely couldn't live without and we were happy to, to pack up and store? And what were the items that really didn't give our life any value or, or meaning just and took up space. how do we get yeah. rid of those because we can't take them with us. So I, mm. at first that whole process was so overwhelming for me and 
well, I mean, we were only just joking about this the other day when I reenacted for you. Paul was actually perfect timing, he says, away for the two weeks before we had to pack up and move out of our rental unit that we'd been in for the previous 12 months. And so Jasper and I were at home and in charge of basically getting us packed and moved. And I would literally stand for what I said to Paul was probably hours on end, just scratching my head and looking at our stuff, feeling so overwhelmed Mm. and not knowing where to start and what to do and and just moving, basically moving things from one spot to another because (laughs) I didn't know how to deal with it. But then all of a sudden something clicks and the Marie Kondo in me came out and the, <laughs> the, the minimalist yeah. took over. And I have to say, I once I got through the overwhelm of it, mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed the process of downsizing. I love the part of, of culling. Letting go. Oh, it is so freeing in every sense of the word. You literally feel lighter. Mm. But what it does for your mental health and I think also your emotional and spiritual health, letting go of stuff, it is so good. Yeah. It, is, it, I, it was good too. We, we had about, I think there was five categories. There was storage, which we, when we say storage, we weren't paying for storage. We were um, hijacking. Thank a, you, mum and dad. Yes, a couple of cupboards in the, at the in-laws at Katie's folks. Um, uh, literally only two cupboard spaces so we, we've downsized yeah, really remarkably. special special sentimental yeah. things that so that was category one the second one was give away yeah and yeah. that was i mean we gifted a, a lot of stuff to family and friends mm-hmm. we also lifeline was the yeah, next category absolutely took took a lot of stuff to the um to the op shops mm-hmm. uh, we sold well I say we. I wasn't even a part of that. Um, you know. <laughs> Thank you, Facebook Marketplace. We we did. We we ended up basically selling all of our furniture. Um, we made that decision. And look, you've got to do what's right for you. But we mm. made the decision not to pay to keep things in storage. One because who knows what that this two journey. years could turn into five. Oh, exactly, you know, and so. where we're going to end up. And also too because. I guess the process of downsizing and culling and becoming aware of of what really is important Mm -hmm. and how that makes us feel, for us, furniture is something that we can easily repurchase as and when we need to. It's a pretty easy acquisition, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. And then the final one, the fifth one, was caravan, which (laughs) (laughs) when I got home from from my two-week, work stint I came home to this pile that was bigger than the lifeline pile and I thought how is that possibly going to fit in the caravan okay now in my defense (laughs) I have to say the caravan pile well they were boxes was big but what I had done we hadn't yet taken uh, delivery of our van so a lot of it was very unknown and we are we are absolute 100% newbies to caravanning so we've we've short of a three-week motorhome adventure that we did earlier in the year mm-hmm. we have not spent any time in a caravan so I didn't know what we would need so I True. had packed a box that I knew obviously were essentials linen towels you know all of that sort of stuff kitchen items but then I had boxes of 
caravan they were literally labeled caravan maybe and I knew that they would mm. be boxes that once we taken delivery of the van we would work out yes do we need it or not the other thing that I had was a a box that had storage items after watching all of the videos of the other families in Australia and also in the US there was a couple of families we loved watching they were always coming up with new storage solutions or you know hacks for what to do with your cupboard so i didn't want to get rid of any storage solutions mm. that we'd already had at home on the off chance that we could use them in the van so yeah paul was a little bit shocked to see how well, much we had set aside on a, on the positive side of this sitting here now it's it is remarkable how little you need isn't it? It is. And we, so we have now been in, in living in the caravan for four weeks. Orange is the name Orange, of our caravan. Orange, and we will give you the, the story of Orange's <laughs> yes. naming in our next <laughs> podcast, I'm sure. Um, but even just after four short weeks, there are already things in the van that we know we probably don't need and can True. can be removed from the van. So I think that will be a, a continual process over the next few months of culling and rearranging and really realising what it is that we need to, to live this awesome new lifestyle. Mm. Um, one thing I uh, wanted to mention back there, and this is just a little plug and certainly not a, uh, an endorsement of any kind, but is that uh, the best financial book that we, between us, um, had read was The Barefoot Investor. So uh, the author there, Scott Pape, if you haven't got yourself a copy of this, join your library. You can actually get the audio book um, from your library for free, which is the awesome thing about Australian libraries. So make sure you join your library. And there's, I mean, there's endless amounts of literature out there online, but that was one outstanding. Um, and then another area is the Hay House line of books as well. But we'll bring some more detail about that uh, through our website and also on podcasts so that we can give you what our best picks are of, of the types of books that and audio tapes that, and books that we listen to and read. Mm, and that keep us inspired and, and working towards goals and dreams. Mm. So I think that's a great place to wrap up this week's episode. Next week, we'll be covering off the vehicles, choosing our four-wheel drive, how we ended up in our four-wheel drive, our caravan, mm -hmm. uh, the endless amount of vans and things that we looked at there, uh, learning how to tow for the first time. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. We, we loved that. That was that was awesome. And also setting off, you know, finally actually hitching up and then staying in our first caravan park. We would love you to connect with us on social media and our website, all the w's.thefeelgoodfamily.com.au and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram and, of course, YouTube. And something we absolutely love doing is creating a weekly episode on our YouTube channel, The Feel Good Family. Uh, so you can tune into that. That's every Sunday night at 6.30 p.m. If you've enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe and share it with all of your friends and family. That would be wonderful. Thank you so much for your support. Thanks for listening. Make sure you dream big. Look after your family. And happy trails. Feel the journey, feel the journey.